Welcome, faithful, to another episode of this podcast. Uh, the one of the primary vehicles that we're using to get our message out here for the Church of the Unmasked. I say primary because uh, the following continues to grow uh, where it is at the time being, and that is on our Facebook group. Look us up, Church of the Unmasked. It is set as a private group uh, to help create a safe space for people, but definitely you can uh, ask for an invite to that group, and uh, I will gladly let you be a part of the faithful. Not a problem at all. So for the time being, that's going to be one of our primary growth areas. Uh, Where that will develop into the future, time will tell. So... Uh, It was in that space that I actually created a poll last week uh, to see where interest levels were as far as what topic uh, I should discuss on this podcast, and the primary one seemed to be one dealing with awakenings and enlightenment, so that's going to be the topic of today's talk. Before I get into that, though, I would like to acknowledge the fact that it is December 1st, Uh, This past Sunday, we celebrated, some people celebrated in the world, if you will, the first Sunday of Advent. I have encouraged the congregation to embrace this in a new and, of course, uniquely pagan way. Uh, It is a time for us drawing near to the winter solstice coming up on December 21st and to recognize it as that. This is a time of increased darkness uh, in the days and nights, the natural patterns of the earth, winter solstice being the longest night, and then the light returns. So this whole idea of an advent or the coming of should still ring true with anyone on a natural level. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. So for us, our primary focus would be, in my opinion, shadow work. There's a lot of resources out there on the web about it. A time for you to work through some of your own darkness. Uh, The first Sunday of Advent traditionally is deemed with the lighting of the candle of hope. So that's what I wanted us to focus on is the hope that we can become better people. The hope that by dealing with our shadow self, we can come to more peace and find a better place in ourselves. And the hope that the light will truly shine through us in the end. So I'll leave you with those thoughts in regards to Advent. I hope that you use this time of the season for some meditation, some self-reflection to help deal with those hurts, pains, things that you've neglected in your life uh, to work through them and to find a new peace Uh, in this season. So moving on with the whole subject of awakenings, I I find this one, I've struggled the most with this message so far. And the reason is for me, it's very personal and I'm sure that's the case for anyone. Uh, but I'm really had to struggle thinking about this last night, as far as how much to edit this down, Uh, There's obviously a lot of personal situations, relationships, etc. that were involved in in the multiple awakenings or enlightenments that I've had. And 
I want to give just as little background on those as I can for personal reasons. Uh, I do want to be an open book with you, but at the same time, I don't want this to turn into just me talking about my life. Uh, There's a bigger picture here, and I hope that some people may learn from my example, but uh, I'm not the only one, So, and I know that. So I'm going to try to keep this as general as I can uh, with the main things that I took away and learned from those experiences. So I would say my first enlightenment uh, or awakening happened uh, shortly after I became an adult. I was in a state of being where I was rebelling against the rigid religious structure that I grew up in and was really looking for power. What I had seen in my life growing up was people following a path serving this God who seemingly did nothing for anyone. And so I was determined that I would not serve a God who would not help his people. So I started seeking other paths. Now, this is, of course, back in the early 90s, you know, before you could get online and find anything in the world you wanted to about things. So, you know, the research element of that was kind of shabby. It was just more a personal devotion to whatever path I could find that was going to offer that power and manifest something real. During this time, I was seeing someone and their extended family kind of took me in. I was kind of astray at that point. Not necessarily that I didn't have a home, but just a place to belong. And uh, this couple showed me something that I really had not seen and really drew me to um, their faith. And that was love. Uh, I had become the epitome of the devil's advocate. I had learned enough Bible growing up that I could confuse and frustrate most everyday church-going people. Uh, One of the things I've always found disturbing is how little people know of their own faith. They take things at face value. They don't research. They don't seek to understand. And you throw a couple of things out there, and you can shake them up pretty easy. And it had become a hobby of mine. Well, this couple, I, I tried the same status quo behavior of mine, and they just worked with it. Uh, despite my antagonism uh, on their beliefs, they just showed me unconditional love. So it came finally to a point where I felt I needed to make a decision um, to serve God and uh, dedicated my life to him at that point. Now, over the following decades, I deepened my faith, always searching for something more, always searching for more history, more depth, more understanding of the divine. Fascinated entirely with the the mystics of the Christian and or Catholic world, I did eventually convert to Catholicism. Uh, St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa of Avila, uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Uh, very drawn to their writings, uh, just dealing with a lot of inner work um, in the process of seeking the divine. Not as much a religious structure as that inner peace. So I was always drawn to that, naturally. But through that whole process, I developed a lot of patterns of thought. And that's where the next part of my enlightenment, if you will, happened last year. 
Um, last summer, I was uh, dealing with some physical pain, and I went to a doctor who finally put me on a medication uh, to try to help with that because I was abusing ibuprofen and Aleve at a level that was causing me stomach problems, and I needed to get off of those. So he put me on this uh, wonderful medicine called gabapentin. So this is the part of the talk that's going to diverge a little bit <laughs> today. Um, you know, in the process of awakenings and enlightenment, it almost seems impossible not to touch on this subject of drugs. Personal experience for me from the gabapentin that I was taking strictly for nerve pain in my back was the second day taking it, it felt like a waterfall was going off in my mind in a positive and just peaceful, serene way. I felt a calm and a peace that I had never known. Up to that point in my life, I had lived my life while playing the part on the outside of a good person and trying to be a good person, uh, dealing with a lot of inner demons and a lot of rage, and it kind of controlled and tainted my view of the world. And this medicine opened my mind up in a new way. So, of course, I had no idea what was going on. I had to research it as I'm sitting there on the couch just feeling this, this rush in my head. And lo and behold, it is found in some people that gabapentin itself can act similar to your brain as LSD. In the effect of it can open up synapses, connections in your mind that weren't previously. This really deals with a lot of perception. And what this does is it helps you think about things in an unpatterned way that you haven't before. The brain is just like any other muscle. If you only continue to use it in one use, in one function, it's only going to work in one way. And we get accustomed to that. This shook that up for me, and uh, I embraced a much more psychedelic view of things, a much more open way of seeing things, a much more peaceful way of being, and it literally changed my personality. I had taken a personality test about a year prior to this, and after a few months, um, had someone suggest, hey, why don't you go back and take that again? I did, and the results came back just about 180 degrees opposite. It literally changed my personality. I can't emphasize enough how much this was a tool um, to my new awakening and my new reality. That said, I do not want this to seem as a blanket statement promoting drug use. It's not. I realize myself, I live in a state where any recreational substances that could be beneficial for enlightenment are illegal, and I respect those laws. Uh, and I highly encourage everyone to do likewise. If you happen to be in a state or a country where you have access to things legally, I highly recommend the usage of them. Um, there are many states that are starting to look into this now. Uh, I did my own share of research after this chemical awakening, if you will. Um, there are plenty of books out right now. There's a lot of modern research that's going on, um, recognizing the benefits of magic mushrooms, as they're called, the benefits of LSD or acid. Um, you know, in one of the books that I read, it even theorized that one good trip of LSD could probably fix 
a lot of the psychological disorders that we are dealing with in society today. And I don't disagree with that assessment. But again, legally speaking, do what your country and your state says you are allowed to do. Um, that's just my disclaimer. I, again, I'm very much a part of the counterculture movement and am for legalizing anything as possible. Um, for the sake of, I believe every person should have the right to determine what they put in their own body. I, I think this is an overstep of governments and it's an abuse of power. Uh, you know, up until the mid sixties, LSD was legal. You could go out and buy it in a safe way. But since that whole counterculture thing turned into what it did, um, the government banned it, making it illegal. And even now, if I were to be so inclined, my trust issues alone wouldn't allow me to do this stuff because of the shadiness of it. You can't trust the product that's out on the street because everybody's in hiding and there's no regulation and they can't do, you know, what they can do whatever they want to you. So there's that. Uh, and it's the same thing with marijuana. Uh, I've looked into the whole THC aspect of things. I, I do use CBD products uh, as I can. Um, for pain management, and they do help to a degree. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that I would love to explore more psychotropic drugs. Uh, but again, I'm not in a state where that's legal, and I respect that, um, as I don't want to be one facing jail time. So there is that. <laughs> you have to maintain uh, in the society that you're in. Not that I judge anyone who does otherwise. I respect all paths, whatever they may be. Uh, but for me personally, I would recommend avoiding illegal activity as, as much as you can, let's say. So, yes, gabapentin made a huge difference in my life. I would not be who I am today without it. Um, none of you would be hearing this broadcast if it wasn't for it. I can't give it enough credit. It really did change me and made me a better person, at least by my estimation. <clears throat> now, with that said, one of the things that happens during that awakening process, if you will, is it began to shed layers of my former mindset. And I think that's, you know, getting back to some of the main topics of, of awakening or enlightenment. I think that's key. I think the overarching thing is seeking. Um, that's what I've done my whole life. I've always sought for truth wherever I can find it. Um, so the seeking process is essential. Uh, you know, there are going to be random epiphanies where the divine is just going to smack you over the head with something because it really needs to get your attention. I think those are rare and unfortunate that they have to happen. I think that a true seeker of the truth will find the truth. And the old uh, verse, seek and you shall find. I believe that to be true. It may not come when you think it is, and it may not be what you think it is. But you continue to seek. You continue to search for truth. You continue to open your mind to the divine, and it will reveal itself to you. So I, I think, you know, seeking is the biggest point that I could probably make um, when talking about awakenings or enlightenments. There's lots of literature in the past week that I've been looking at by a lot of credible sources. Um, I'll leave you to do your own research uh, when it comes to awakenings or enlightenments, but there's a lot of great material out there for anyone who wants to take the time to read it. <coughs> for me, it's been more experiential. That's, you know, I just, I seek and these things happen. 
Uh, and then again, I cannot emphasize enough the chemical factor in it. So obviously what the chemical process did for me was it retrained my mind to think about things in a different way, to see things on a more positive note and to really accept and embrace that. So I think that's a, that's an essential step. Now, whether you're able to achieve that through meditation or any other practices or whether it's through drugs, um, whatever it is, it's, it's a matter of peeling away some of that training that you have in your mind. And that's, again, what I hope that this message, this church that I've established um, does, is that it's going to challenge your mind to see things in a different way. Because in doing so, you peel away some of those preconceived ideas and you're open to the pure, raw beauty that is the divine. So we fast forward a couple of months after my chemical exploration and things finally took a turn in my personal life. And there was a, as I refer to it, a trauma-induced awakening that happened. I've spoken about this a little bit on the Facebook page, and I may have alluded to it in my first message, but it was a dramatic incident that happened, um, not a personal uh, injury of my own, and not a you know near-death experience or anything like that. And I don't discredit anyone that has had those. I'm sure it can also change the, the avenue that you're following in the future as well. But for me, this was a, a family-type situation that created a <clears throat> major shift. And what ended up happening, inadvertently, I would say, was I felt a sense of power and peace like I'd never felt before. I did not sleep for about three days, uh, and it wasn't a frenzied feeling. It was just a sense of autonomy, a sense of power in myself, uh, a rush similar to nothing I'd experienced. I spent a lot of time meditating, a lot of time reading, a lot of time just taking in the world, and it was just a very big awakening uh, and that's the main one that I point to um, at this point in my life. Now, not to say there won't be more. And there was a minor one, if you will, want to classify such things uh, in recent history. But it was this one that really started my new path, if you will, of this more pagan oriented um, belief system. <clears throat> I dedicated myself as a witch shortly thereafter, um, to the goddess Hecate. And uh, I've done a lot of research, as I've talked about before, about this. Uh, I determined during this awakening and during these medica meditations, not medications, um, that a lot of the negative and a lot of the dark that I thought I was wasn't the real me. It was the the lens that was in my way from past hurt, from past disappointments, from my past in general that was tainting my view of the world, and that I really wasn't as bad of a person as I thought I was. So this was a major revelation to me. Uh, it changed the perception of how I saw myself. It started the process of what I'm emphasizing for this Advent for everyone of shadow work, of really working through those things to clear those up to seek forgiveness and peace, 
um, with yourself over your past and not let those things define your future. Uh, it was too easy to do. And it, it happens very unknowingly. Um, and you're going to continue. There, there's never an ending to this. But in all of that, what I discovered is uh, one of the symbols I embrace a lot, and that's the yin-yang symbol of uh, balance. That there is a light and there is a dark in all of us. And we can't deny one and think we can just accentuate the other without that one, you know, that's being neglected to fester, to cause problems in us, which is what happened to me uh, later on. So we have to acknowledge these things. We have to find that balance. Uh, we can't just be all our time and all our energy and all our focus trying to work on our shadow and not acknowledging the natural goodness that there is in ourselves. So it's all about really finding that balance of acknowledging the light and the dark, um, that we are balanced beings, that's what we're designed to be, and not to neglect or deny that part of ourselves, to acknowledge it, to bring it into the light, and to say, yes, I am this, I am that, I am whatever you want it to be. But it is a process of accepting yourself, and that's key. I can't emphasize that enough either. You really have to find a way to accept yourself, despite your past, your traumas, whatever. You have to find that inner peace. That's that's really the whole goal of any spirituality, of any religion, of any whatever you wanted to call it, train of thought. Uh, that's really the goal. Uh, so find that which by whichever means you can, definitely. So... I mentioned a more recent minor awakening, if you will, and that's really what started the process of me starting this church. <clears throat> I read an article, and I think I've alluded to this before, online that likened um, the goddess Hecate to the Holy Spirit in the Christian realm. That disturbed me, shook me up again quite a bit. And then upon further analysis, prayer, and reflection, I realized there's more truth to it than people want to give credit to. And that's when I started realizing that the masks, these anthropomorphized human qualities that we've placed on the divine is what gets in our way of seeing the divine. They're a tool. That's all it is. It's a way that people try to make things understandable and relatable to humanity about the divine. But when those things get in the way, that's what causes division. That's why we have a million different religions on this planet. That's why we have wars on this planet sometimes over beliefs. When in the end, we're all really truly seeking, hopefully, that, that divine, that, that good, that goodness that's in us all. And trying to avoid the negative, trying to avoid bad behaviors. You know, you don't need religion to have morals. You know, we can all determine what's good and bad. And there's a lot of general agreement on that, at least within most of the world faiths. So that's what I really wanted to start, start putting out there for people, you know, after I'd had that revelation myself, is that a lot of this, good, bad, or otherwise, um, are things that can get in our way of seeing the divine. And I want people's minds to be opened to that. Again, not saying that we do away with, you know, this isn't an iconoclast type thing where I want things destroyed. I don't. There's beauty in them in themselves. The, you know, 
And I know that that those statements can trigger some people. You know, there's beauty in the Christian faith. There's beauty in the 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 Buddhist faith, in the Muslim faith, in the pagan faith. Uh, and, and it's about embracing and recognizing those differences and trying to learn from them and apply them in a way that makes sense to us. Acknowledging the fact that the force behind the curtain, if you will, is all the same. And that's really the unity through diversity message that I keep wanting to put out there now. Now that I've I've come full circle in my belief structure, I started off seeking truth, seeking power, and I found that true power was love, unconditional love. And this whole path that I followed now has now come full circle to where I deepened my my faith, my Christian walk, if you will, eventually leaving that faith, so to speak, just to now come back to it and tie it all together, to realize that it's not about this or that, it's this and that, and to stop trying to segregate truth, uh, to accept it all for what it is. So that's my general take on awakenings and enlightenment. Uh, It's my personal experience. Again, there are lots of great books out there if you want to look into them. If you need recommendations, you can always hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of those locations as Papa Finn on Facebook. I am Finnegan Odell. Uh, Again, I do lead the Church of the Unmasked, our uh, private Facebook group that is continuing to see growth, and that thrills me. Uh, I just keep sending invites out to random people, friends that I have on there, most of which I don't even know very well, if at all. Um, but it's, it's catching on. I think the diversity of materials that I continue to share, um, different quotes from different sources, different thoughts that I share on there as well. Um, I think it's, it's starting to catch and I think people are starting to accept this new way, um, on their own level and whatever that is, it's beautiful. And I I continue to promote that. Uh, And as I continue to tell my congregation on Facebook, as I will tell all of you as well, um, I love all of you. Uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect for all humanity um, and would seek to to pray for you and, and wish you the best that I can on whatever level and whatever way I can. That's what I seek to be now. And I hope that you will uh, embrace that as well. So with all that said, uh, peace be with you. Blessed be. And I will talk to you again soon.